0: Where the lines between fantasy and reality are blurred. One fantasy
1: football podcast stands tall above the rest.
0: Ballin' on a Budget. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of
1: Ballin' on a Budget.
0: The fantasy football podcast that is self-descriptive. It's your boys, John Skelly and Fritz Reininger here. What's up? we doing the damn thing straight out of Phoenix, Arizona. Week two winners and losers. A lot of action, a lot of stuff happening this week, a lot of injuries. We're going to touch on the injuries in the news. Uh, what do you say we jump right Let's in? Because it's this. a jam packed show here. Of stuff to cover today. Excellent. Lots of injuries to cover here in week two of the NFL season. Start with a couple star quarterbacks, a couple Hall of Famers. Brutal. Big Ben Roethlisberger out for the rest of the season. Bye-bye. He needs elbow surgery. Going to get it, they said, sometime this week. That hurts. That hurts, you juju owners. Right. And James Conner as well, although he's dealing with an injury of his own getting an MRI that, today.
1: They said it wasn't that serious. Excellent. I, I just saw that it wasn't that serious. All right, that
0: just came out then. Yeah, yeah he was getting his MRI today, so uh, James Conner, they said he's going to be all right. Not serious. Not serious. Yep. Perfecto. So,
1: but that doesn't you know, doesn't mean he, he might not miss a game or they're not going to put him on a snap count for the next game or two. Uh, just keep that in mind. Jalen Samuels might be a waiver wire pickup or an insurance policy that you might want to have for if you're a James Conner owner,
0: right? Conner sure. might kind of be like a mixing this week where he'll play, but he won't be very productive. So, um, Drew Brees is another star quarterback here dealing with an injury. He's out for six weeks with a torn ligament in his thumb. I'd even
1: say seven. You know what I mean? I I would, I would. Seven, six is the good is good. I would say, and then and then he's got to work back into shape and all that stuff. So I wouldn't expect him to be. The Drew Brees for another seven to eight, I would say, weeks, just just to be safe.
0: Correct. And I believe um, Andy Dalton sustained this exact same injury couple, or not, maybe it wasn't the same ligament, but he tore a ligament in his throwing thumb a couple years ago. And, and he it, still hasn't gotten back to st- <laughs> truth. <laughs> <laughs> right, he still can't hold He's the He's still not good. Uh, Damian Williams hurt his knee, and LaShawn McCoy, uh, the two Kansas City running backs, um, McCoy hurt his ankle. He's getting an MRI today, although they believe it's not serious. It's just kind of confirmed to confirm. Uh, no word so far on Damian Williams' knee. Have you heard anything? I haven't no, heard anything no. either. So we'll have to monitor that. Michael Gallup,
1: they need, a a tr-
0: need to trim his meniscus. Just <laughs> meniscus him up. Meniscus needs a haircut, so... Uh, just
1: picked him up, but you know...
0: going to be about a month for him.
1: He'll be out for a month.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Yes, sir. James Conner, we touched on him. It seems like his knee injury is not super serious. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles sustained plenty of injuries. Their whole team. Alshon Jeffrey with a calf. Deshaun Jackson with a groin. Dallas Goddard with a calf. And then Corey Clement also hurt his shoulder. It was tough sledding for Carson Wentz last night.
1: They got beat up and that's I'll touch on that. They on got Sunday they, night football. They got smashed last night. And almost won. And almost won the game, that's the funniest thing.
0: And lastly, for the Los Angeles Rams tight end, Tyler Higby uh, was believed to have a chest injury, but after coughing up blood, they sent him to the hospital. It was a lung injury, so they said he might miss some time, but he will be okay.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So for all you Gerald Everett truthers out there, it's your time to shine.
1: So obviously we're saying Kamara, uh, Michael Thomas, Juju. Right. There's, all those guys are going to be going.
0: Their stocks are taking a falling, hit. Falling
1: because we saw what Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater did after Breeze was out, and it wasn't, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't good.
0: As a Damian Williams owner, too, I'm bummed out about his knee because I was looking to trade him after this week. Get a couple weeks out of him and see what I could get. But it looks like I'm going to well, have Well, if LaShawn McCoy
1: injured, too, he might actually be now the number one.
0: If he's all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we need to all race out there and get Darwin Thompson. There if he ends up being their only guy, and he is a playmaker. That's true. All right, we'll have to keep an eye on that as the week unfolds. But without further ado. Uh, Nick Foles. What? The Classical? week on
1: uh, Nick Foles. Huh? The week on Nick Folds. Okay, watch how the week on Nick Folds. Play on words. Play on words. Let's get into the week.
0: <laughs> week two of the twenty nineteen NFL season winners and losers from every matchup. Except for the Monday night game, coming to you here. Let's. Why don't you kick things off for us, Fritz, with your first game?
1: All right, I'm going to start with the Thursday night game. Though the Thursday night game. Beautiful. And who was that? Tampa Bay and Carolina. Right. So I think the biggest winner of this matchup has to be Todd Bowles and his defense. Uh, going in, we were all suspect. I think we were uh, questioned what he could do or what impact he was going to have have on this this team, and uh, he had him dialed in. Carolina had nine trips in the Tampa Bay territory, and the defense didn't allow one touchdown. They stopped nine third-down conversions in a row, and they had their biggest stop on fourth and one-half on the one-and-a-half-yard line with a minute and 22 seconds left in the game. Um, it was just uh, an amazing, amazing performance by them. Vernon Hargraves had uh, he's the fourth year pro out of Florida, had 12 tackles, 11 of them solo. Uh, He single-handedly rode McCaffrey out of the end zone on that uh, fourth down carry. Um, It was amazing. The whole linebacker core uh, led by Shaquille Barrett, well including Shaquille Barrett was unstoppable. He had three solo tackles, three sacks three sacks for loss, four QB hits. Uh, Mintner had four solo hits. Levante David was in there. Yeah, they were
0: flying around. Uh, they were
1: unstoppable. It was amazing. They looked fantastic. Uh, the, um, they held McCaffrey to 37 yards rushing, 16 receiving. So they definitely get my they oh, ball game or game ball uh, is definitely for their defense. Um, another winner, I think, in that game was Chris Godwin. He proved, uh, again, that he can perform even with the horrible performances of Jameis Winston. Uh, or the inaccuracy. He came out with uh, eight receptions for 121 yards and a touchdown. So that now brings his season total up to 11 catches for 174 yards with two touchdowns. Woo. Uh, definitely leading uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I was also impressed by Peyton Barber. Uh, he came out, he got t- 23 rushing attempts for 82 yards and a touchdown. The uh, touchdown was straight up the middle. He ran with conviction. Um, it looks like he may be there. Uh, Number one back now when I know Rojo stuff was coming out, um, all this talk about him getting more carries it just didn't come to fruition. at, yeah. least, at least not that, not, not on Thursday.
0: Yeah, Peyton Barber ran like a man that knew that Pey- that he couldn't give up touches to Ronald Jones. Right, he knew somebody he, was following. He, him Right, or he knew was on he someone that is about to lose his job. He ran harder than I've ever seen him run before.
1: Uh, and that's for Tampa Bay. As far as for or for the Carolina, uh, I think that Greg Olson. Is one of the risers on that one? Oh yeah, he looked fantastic. He looked like the angel, ageless wonder
0: there. He's been surprising me all year, as well as uh, Jason Witten.
1: I think the only two there's only two um, top three or top four tight ends in the top seven. I think right now, uh, in fantasy, there's like Mark Andrews is up there. Uh, Greg Olson is one of them. It's guys that you could have picked up later in the draft or even off the waiver wires who are or on the, in the top five right now and tight ends, and he's definitely one of them uh he was third in targets he had 9 um but that didn't stop him he had six receptions for uh, 110 yards including this beautiful uh 41 yard grab that set up Carolina's four field goal one of four, their four field goals so he's definitely a riser on there Carolina's defense was good um they they definitely showed up in the second half so i think they're coming back up um but cam was just he he looked like he had a good game on paper if you look at it uh, with his over three hundred yards passing, but it just he was just still inconsistent. I do think that I am buying into. I would tell you to buy into these. Uh, the the Carolina Panthers. I think that it's only a matter of time before he starts hitting those throws. Uh, I think it was ten and eleven targets for each Samuel and more than in that game. So. Uh, they had decent stat lines, and they had decent uh, fantasy performances, but if, if he connects on a couple of touchdowns on any of those, any given day, these guys are going to blow it out of the water. So I think it's only a couple more weeks until he gets his shoulder right and he gets everything going. And, and so I, if I were you, I'd be buying in right now. If anybody like myself, I drop Samuel after the first week, uh, and uh, I'm looking to hopefully go back and pick him up right now. Uh, maybe take the place of Gallup, who just hurt himself, or we'll see what happens. So...
0: Yeah, Cam Newton was definitely off. Uh, Hopefully, he's still just rounding into form uh, from that offseason shoulder surgery. And he will get better as the season progresses. But no doubt that DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are two receivers that you need to have on your team. Go out and get them. Let's move on to the Cardinals at Ravens Battle of the Birds. Mm Mm-hmm. Winners for, would definitely be Christian Kirk, looked great, catching six balls for 114 yards. Fitzgerald also had five for 104, and the Cardinals only ran the ball 11 times.
1: Wow, I didn't realize
0: that. Kyler Murray has now attempted 94 passes through two weeks. <laughs> cool. Almost 50 a game, right? It appears this air raid offense is going to throw the ball enough to sustain at least two weekly fantasy-relevant receivers. But who are they? Well, it looks like Kirk and Fitz through two weeks. Okay. Okay. Two weeks.
1: Two weeks.
0: <laughs> uh, and then, of course, he, on the other side, you got to give it up to Lamar Jackson. He was LaMarvelous in this
1: one. Oh, you did not
0: just say that. After today's performance, he's now the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for at least 250 yards and rush for at least 120 yards in the same game. Every time the cards were closing in on him for the sack, he'd rip off a long run to move the chains. His elusiveness is more impressive than his speed. Nobody could get their hands on him.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely stoked that I have him in a couple of my leagues. He, he made up for the Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Watson. Uh, horrible game. So Right. Uh, and, and I was able to win. That and Julio. That's another story.
0: He looked, yeah. He was. It was like he was uh, covered in butter out there. Just no one could get their hands on him. Sweet Jesus! If you picked up Hollywood Brown on waivers this week, you have to be feeling good. The rookie wide, out, the rookie wideout made all those plays week one on limited snaps, but his role is growing with every week. Week two against the Cardinals, Brown played fifty of seventy-seven snaps and hogged a thirty-five percent target share. Nice. His sideline catch to put this game away for the Ravens was truly something special. I mean, it was a great throw and a great adjustment, I thought, when Jackson launched that ball. There's no way he's going to come down with that. It was a beautiful catch. Marquise Brown is definitely um, going to be a fantasy stud this year, him and Andrews.
1: Nice. Top 10 wide receiver next year?
0: That's a good question. Why hmm. not if he's going to follow in the footsteps of his, uh, you know, Antonio Brown? His, what would that be? His, his cousin? uncle? 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 No, nephew. If he was a nephew, it'd his be his uncle. uncle. Yeah. But he's a cousin. Though. Oh, his So whatever that. They? They're both cousins, right? That's what I was thinking.
1: Cousin,
0: cousin. Hey, cousin. Cousin. So, um, speaking of Mark Andrews, he has a chance to finish as a top three tight end this year. Through 2 weeks now he's caught 16 of 17 targets for 220 yards and two touchdowns. He rotates in with Hurst and Boyle, but the chemistry between Andrews and Lamar is undeniable. He's their number one receiver right now.
1: Yeah, it could only be so that he can get a breather.
0: <laughs> the other, right. I
1: mean Hurst did have a touchdown as well. Right. Uh, but it's clear that that his, that he's his preferred that he's a, um, Lamar Jackson's preferred target for sure.
0: And the for losers, David Johnson needs to get the ball more. Anyone who drafted him in the first round had to figure a- this air raid attack might not run the ball a whole lot, but they'd still find ways to get the ball to DJ in the passing game. That was the case in week one when he caught six balls for 55 yards and a touchdown. But in week two, he was held to just one catch for zero yards. He missed some of the game, tending to a wrist injury, so maybe that had to do with it. But overall, David Johnson owners have to kind of be kicking themselves right now. Yeah, I'd be concerned for sure if I was a DJ
1: owner, uh... Like it said, they were uh, in the preseason. As you know, we went to a couple practices, and one of the big word around here was that they were going to be moving him around. Uh, He was going to be fully involved in this offense, and like you said, in the second second week again, don't overreact. Could have been the wrist. It could have been his injury, and they were just you know he's out there as a decoy, uh, which is cool, so he doesn't hurt himself uh, more. But uh, you you definitely got to be concerned at this point. You ready for me? Yes, sir. Next, okay, let's go to the Bills Giants. Uh, as far as winners go, I think Josh Allen was a huge winner in this one. He looked really decisive and accurate. Um, oh yeah, he had lots of time in the pocket. So I would also say that the front line, um, was a winner. I sat, came back and watched the game. I taped it. My wife's a huge bills fan. So I watched that game when I got home from work on Sunday night and, uh, he looked fantastic. You were a big proponent of Josh Allen going in. I think you've got him on in two leagues, maybe, uh, as your quarterback and you got him late. So it's paying dividends so you could get better players early on uh even in a two quarterback right
0: i am kind of kicking myself though that i passed on lamar jackson and then got uh josh allen a couple rounds later (laughs) you know i still got that good value on allen but oof missed on jackson
1: yeah and his wide receivers also were were looking good too uh they actually were playing with conviction and and they look like they want to be out there and that's what i've haven't seen from bill's bills wide receivers it just seems like they've been going through the motions for the last couple years absolutely even when sammy watkins was there i think it was just this i don't even know if it was like the culture or if they just weren't happy but these guys were going and getting the balls and i think it
0: was that Tyrod was the quarterback so they're like he's not even going to throw it to us he's going to run around or or he's going to throw it super late and take a sack man that could be it (laughs) uh
1: but uh even bills fans like Tyrod taylor though my wife included as one um so, I think they were out there playing for this team. I think they're sneaky good. Um, and uh, I think that that whole offense is when I just don't still know who you can, can pinpoint as a, a winner uh, in that one. I do think that you should watch out for Dawson Knox. Um, I don't know if it's going to be this year, but I think maybe 2020 he might be the breakout tight end that everybody's looking for the tight end for, for these guys. Okay, uh, okay. In, uh, just watch him and remember that name going into next year. Uh, Evan Ingram. Um, is leading the Giants with receptions with Shepard out, and uh, Tate's still serving his four-game suspension, and he went six for 48 on eight targets. Uh, Eli was horrible, um, as we know.
0: It's time to get Danny Dimes in there. Well,
1: if you, if you read some of the updates, they haven't left that out of the question. When right. asked about who the starting quarterback is, Pat Shermer's is
0: not... Uh... He's
1: not convinced that, or convicted, he hasn't told you, said who he is going to um, start next week. So that could be a waiver wire pickup, guys. Get on that now. It's coming. Obviously, if he's thinking about it now, it's definitely coming. So right. if you need quarterback help, if you got Ben Roethlisberger, or if you had Drew Brees, and you're in the two quarterback league, I'm I'm possibly going out and dropping somebody that I don't need, uh, and putting them up and storing them because it's coming soon.
0: And this is a little more out there, but with the Brees situation, don't go pick up Bridgewater. Pick up Hill. Taysom Hill. And if he gets in there, it might even be like a Kaepernick situation where he's so on fire, he, Breeze doesn't even get his job
1: Wow, that would be incredible.
0: <laughs> That's my new bold prediction wow. for, for this season.
1: So one last winner in this one is going to be uh, uh, Frank Gore. Frank Gore looked good in this one. Um, he looked like he is the lead back right now, even though there's Singletary is more, more explosive. Um, he's been getting most of the carries. Uh, and Singletary was injured too. So we don't know the severity of his injury right now. They said it wasn't that bad. They said it was a hamstring, but we all know hamstrings linger. Uh, so keep an eye on that. He could be a hot wire wire pickup this week. If you need somebody to play just this week. Uh, so just, just keep uh, an eye on that. Otherwise, uh, you know, Saquon, Saquon, he's fantastic other than that the giants the whole giants organization except for Ingram
0: maybe are losers seems like Saquon <clears> hits one big play a week just to salvage his fantasy day and then other than that yeah he had 55 you
1: know. yards on one care on on the first series and then he had 52 yards rushing the rest of the game so the opening series he had over half of his rushing yards with his touchdown and then after that they couldn't they didn't do anything
0: so it was pretty disappointing Let's move on to the next one, Chargers at Lions. Uh, Winners would be Austin Eckler is in the full-on Melvin Gordon role, getting a lot of use in both the running and passing game. Until Gordon returns, I'd keep Eckler locked in as a weekly starter, regardless of matchup. His receiving game upside keeps him relevant no matter what. He caught 6 for 67 this week against the Lions in a game where they held him to under 4 yards a carry on the ground. He did lose a fumble on the goal line, but his role is still concrete moving forward. He's the guy. And Jackson does, you know, every week he has a good yards per carry. You know, he does have good vision and he is a good back, but he's just, you know, Eckler's the guy.
1: Yeah, he's actually the number one fantasy running back right now in most leagues. Yeah, Cooks too. He's one, and McCaffrey's three. So, uh, somebody like myself, who was lucky to get him in two different leagues, uh, because I went, I went m- no running back, and I have, and I put him in. Uh, I am, I am doing backflips
0: right now. I am so happy. Oh yeah, you were all bummed out to end up with Henry and Eckler. Henry and and Eckler, and they're both doing. They're both in the top five. They're in the top five Eck- running backs. Henry's so, number four. That's yeah. right. You know, uh, for the Lions, it was a nice bounce-back game for on Johnson. He may not be getting all the touches every week, but he still finds a way to make plays. 88 total yards and a touchdown in this one. He almost caught another wheel route for a score, but the defender knocked it out last second. So he uh, could have had an even bigger game. He uh, also did come out for... and People thought he was hurt, but they just needed to get the pellets out of his eye. <laughs> Kenny Galladay had a huge game, posting eight catches for 117 yards and a touchdown. The chemistry he's got with Stafford is impressive.
1: That's good. And his body control was good, We thought it was, was going to be Galladay last week when he played the Cardinals. But, right, uh, and
0: then it was Amendola. Now this week it's all Galladay, no Amendola. Right. And it was no Hawkinson either, which was a bummer for me, which brings me to this. Hawkinson really came crashing back down to earth this week. Just one catch for seven yards after such an impressive debut in week one. Hopefully, he can bounce back next week against Jim Schwartz and the Eagles. Well, is that uh, more to the
1: defense, or is it more to, the, to Detroit? Because Mark Andrews played the Cardinals this week, and he blew up as well. Right. You know what so I'm saying? So is what... it the scheming
0: of the defenses? That's, you think, maybe? That's what's got me thinking. Is it just that they played the Cardinals? The Cardinals can't cover tight ends? Maybe that's what it is. Or is exactly. it that, you know, so we'll have to see what happens with Hawkinson next week. Cool. And that'll really help us determine whether we can trust him as a weekly starter or not. For me, personally, I've, in the league I have him, I'm just waiting until Herndon gets back. Yeah. That's all I need uh, from Hawkinson. Um, the Chargers ha- did have two long touchdowns called back due to penalties, and they had two missed field goals. They should have won this game.
1: Wow. That sucks.
0: Yeah, the two missed field goals. I mean, oh, that alone would have won them the game. But it was on the same drive. They had Jackson run a long, like you know, sixty-yard touchdown run called back. And then they had Eckler catch a screen, long touchdown run. There was some back.
1: funky uh, officiating yesterday. Yeah. I'll mean, we'll get into one of that on, on one of my plays on one of my games. Uh, I mean, let's go to the Bengals and the Forty ers next.
0: Excellent. And so,
1: uh, and this one. I don't know if there were any winners or losers. I mean, there were some standout players that I'd like to think, but I for me it was more of like not what the Niners did. It was what the, the Bengals didn't do. Oh. And what they didn't do was come to play. Oh! Yeah. Sorry, but uh, not to take away from the accomplishment, uh, accomplishments of the 49ers, but the Bengals, they looked horrible. Uh, the defense gave up 259 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Wow. And 313 yards... Through the air and three touchdowns. Just come on, <laughs> come on, man, that's ridiculous. Jimmy G threw for 297 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. I mean, if there's a bright point or someone that stood out, uh, our boy Raheem must start.
0: Yeah, uh, he, he was a must start. This he was week. a
1: must start. He was. He had 13 carries for 83 yards, three catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. So if Coleman's out, uh, continues to be out, definitely a pickup. I think he can continue to give, uh. RB two numbers for you. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he's going to always have that good of a game, but uh, he's definitely going to have some RB two numbers because it's in this defense. It's like uh, um, a Dalvin Cook. It's the scheme it's of the offense, it's yeah. the offense itself that schemes these wide these running backs. Open. Yeah, it's a
0: Shanahan thing.
1: Uh, and I'm not sure. I, I as far as wide receivers go in San Francisco, I'm really not sure. I took a uh, a flyer on. Um,
0: Debo Samuel, Dante Pettis. Pettis Marquise in my Devo. other league
1: because they said he was coming back. So I just picked him up. He was on the waiver wire. I had Corey Coleman. He wasn't doing anything for me, hoping that this might be the the week that maybe they in, introduced him to the offense or he was introduced to the offense, but it wasn't him. So it looks more like Debo Samuel uh, might be gaining chemistry with uh, Jimmy G. But as of right now, I'm not really locked in on any of these wide receivers in San Francisco as, as that I'm playing that I can trust. I think he's – and especially Kittle, I'm really, really bummed out uh, because, like, that's and this is what I said w- of in my tight end thing is that right. uh, he's got they've got better weapons now, so I think Kittle was going to come back down to earth, and it's coming to fruition. Uh, it, he's not getting the looks that he was getting last year, and
0: uh, he needs uh, Nick Mullins back in there.
1: Exactly what he needs. As far as on the other side of the ball, Boyd was Boyd. Great game. Ten targets, ten catches, 122 yards. Boom. Balled out. Okay. John Ross, on the other hand, if you picked him up, you're stoked. Yeah. Okay? But but only because he got he, a, got he got that one play.
0: It was a garbage time. And it touchdown. was garbage
1: time after mm-hmm. the Niners defense stopped playing. It yes, was a 66 sir. yard touchdown. Before that, he had absolutely nothing. So if he didn't get that it was like three catches for what? Thirty four yards or thirty seven yards.
0: Yeah, I was like looking that. at his I was looking at him, he was out there and I was thinking, Oh, snap, he had another good game, maybe this is for real, maybe I should add him real quick and I was almost gonna drop Marquez Valdez Scantling for him and then mm-hmm. I but then I actually watched it and saw it was garbage and how, you know, garbage time how it came to be and then I realized right. oh, it's more fluky than so I don't thought let the so do not fool pick, you. yeah, I did not pick him up.
1: Good. It's smart that you went back because a lot of people are going to go back and be like, "Oh yeah, we're going to do this. How oh, cool, cool." The, the the promising thing is that the targets were there. There were still like 7 mm-hmm. or 9 targets or something for him and, and that only uh, makes me excited because I have A.J. AJ Green in a couple couple leagues that, that when he comes back, that in this offense they are throwing the ball, so there will be targets. Yeah. Even if they do continue, Boyd continues to be the number one, possibly when A.J. Green gets back, there's still seven to nine targets that are going to be going to A.J. Green. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this could still be something that could, uh, could support two wide receivers. Um, if
0: as, I'm going to recklessly spec, uh, speculate that Taysom Hill's going to take Drew Brees' job, then you can definitely say that Boyd's going to take AJ Green's job. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's not, not that's him. not that's not nearly as crazy.
1: So uh, as far as mixing goes, uh, I, he looked terrible. Uh, <laughs> he didn't do much with with, with his with with the uh, the, the opportunities. Thank you. Gave. The opportunities <laughs> they gave him, I could not even think of it because it was so bad. Uh, he was 11 for 17. Ooh. Uh, but they were trailing all day, so they really had, didn't have time to establish the run. Um,
0: Shout out, Seven Silva.
1: They, yeah, established the run, uh, and uh, he was probably playing hurt still. I don't think he was a hundred percent. Dalton ended up being Dalton ended up being serviceable, but
0: um, I you know it was only because there was garbage time. That's, so that's his whole career, though. Huh? He was
1: serviceable. He was made possibly serviceable.
0: Let's move on to the battle of the Colts and Titans, divisional rivals. Uh, Some might consider Marlon Mack a loser this week with his 20 carries for 51 scoreless yards, but I'm considering him a winner because he was finally used in the passing game a little bit. Uh, On week one, he got a lot of snaps on the field with uh, passing plays, but he didn't get targeted. Week two here, he caught two of his three targets for 12 yards. Nothing crazy, but if he can get... Twenty or more carries and three to five targets every week. He's locked in for me as an every week RB one.
1: For sure, for sure, and that's what we were hoping when we were touting him with uh, with Andrew
0: Luck. Yeah, when this all when this whole thing started, this podcast, we had Marlon Mack in like the top ten, like ten or eleven uh, ranked. I sure did. And then I drafted him in the fifth or sixth round or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's crazy how far he fell. That's fantastic. And we were I right. But then we were right the whole time. Yeah, we, or we- at least it looks like it after two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, one thing I was kind of—I was wrong on—was Derrick Henry does it again. Seventeen touches for ninety-three yards and a score. I was skeptical, but it does seem Henry has carried over his success from last year and is now an every week RB two. Well, thank God.
1: That's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> thank God. Because I have nothing on my bench behind him. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited about Derrick Henry. Um the rest of the offense I'm not really sure
0: about in Tennessee. Right. Mariota just even same Delaney old Walker story. came
1: back to earth. Uh I started Waller this week over him. I benched him and that was a good idea. Oh yeah. So I looked I looked like a genius but uh, Yeah, I
0: benched Mac and it was that was a smart move. For, yeah. Well except I benched him for Damian Williams, so it didn't really <laughs> work out so for me either. Wash. way. I made the right decision in benching him but not, not. Uh, so the losers for the game, looks like Corey Davis will never take full control of that number one receiver job. Uh, at this point, A.J. Brown is the receiver to own in Tennessee if you had to pick one. But yeah, he's definitely in the wrong them. offense. Yeah, you probably don't want any of these receivers except for Walker. God, you but if somebody you somebody who's going to pick one, utilize The kid's got A. skills. Brown. Yeah, and, and like I was trying to say, it's the same old story with Mariota where he's just holding on to the ball too long. Just, you know, not anticipating uh throws. It's taking unnecessary sacks. It's just it's a shame he hasn't fully developed.
1: That sucks. That's too bad. So uh let's move on to the Packers and the Vikings. Uh I thought the Packers were gonna crush the Vikings and this was one of my uh and I will admit was one of my must sits was uh we'll go with my riser, um, was Aaron Jones. I saw what they did earlier in the week or the week before to Don to Donta Freeman and the Atlanta Falcons. I thought the uh, Vikings defense came to play and they were going to kick butt and stop the run and not establish the run. And, uh, yeah. and Aaron Jones came to play. Thank God, because I've got him in two leagues and I picked him, but he is back, folks. Um, he dominated. He had his 23 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown. And four catches for 34 yards. Um, I was thoroughly impressed. I didn't think the, the Vikings were going to allow anything like that. Um, so that was definitely one of my risers. He's back on the uh, RB1 uh, map. Map, oh, yes, thank you. And uh, the Green Bay defense is also a riser for me. They, yeah, they're they, for real. They are for real. They only allowed 3 points for the Bears in week 1 and now 16 points for the Vikings in week 2. They are sitting at the number 4 fantasy defense and they're only 17% owned in Yahoo leagues, mm. which is really crazy to me right now. So, as far as the fallers go, uh you know, I was a little disappointed in Aaron Rodgers. He came out firing, he came out killing it in the first half. They were up 21 to 0. Uh, and then he only mustered forty eight yards passing in the second half, forty eight yards,
0: and only catch up to two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I was pretty disappointed. Um, <laughs> uh, Cook, I'm sorry. If, as far as risers go, I don't think we—he's a riser. but He's a still up there guy for me. But as you, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook—that is. Uh, you uh, loved him going in. You again with the scheme. You thought that this Kerry Kubiak scheme is uh, the way to go. It's always. Creates great running backs.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, 21 for 111 yards and two touchdowns last week. 20 rushes for 154 yards and a touchdown this week. Oh, wow. 75-yard touchdown run this week. Uh, the guy's electric. He's amazing. Uh, if you have him, congratulations. If you don't, try to go out and get him. Because he is the only one on this team that is performing. Because everybody else on this team is a faller for me. Cousins looked Horrible. He did. 230 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions. He probably should have had another interception uh, that went through Jer Alexander's arms, but he couldn't hold on to it. He also lost a fumble, um, and he just looked horrible in crunch time. He just can't do it. He's not getting it done for Minnesota and the Minnesota wide receivers. You've got eight targets for Thielen for five, five catches for 75 yards, Diggs had seven seven targets, caught one ball for 49 yards and a touchdown. He had a Tyler Lockett week no. this week. Huh. So uh, definitely loser, loser, and loser. If you have, if you put some high draft capital in your <laughs> feeling and Diggs, I'm really sorry. I, I think I said it last week. They are not going to perform this year uh, like you thought they were. And I would look to trade. If you can, get somebody who's... A little bit more optimistic, and go out and get somebody that you think can uh, put up those numbers for you because it it looks dismal in that in that passing offense. And that's
0: one that I did get wrong than uh, you that I was differing from you. Where I had cousins ranked in my top ten initially, and then you you know really did do a good job in convincing me that oh they're going to run the ball a lot, and so you know it's going to be a low volume passing attack. So I lowered and lower and lower on my rankings, and then. And we've got to the point where I was like, "I'm, I'm gonna kind of fade him," and I'm glad that I uh, did. You know, I'm glad that I didn't don't have any shares of him <laughs> because, uh, yeah, he's stinking up the joint. It's obvious that the pressure is getting to him of uh, the contract and expectations, or at least that's what I think. And so, we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. I don't want to trash him too much, but yeah. uh, the Vikings at least they have a good running game. D- Dalvin Cook is killing it. Let's move on to a classic uh, rivalry, Cowboys at Redskins. For the Redskins, it's all about Terry. You said it, so I'll say it. Motherfucking McLaren. Yeah, scary Terry. <laughs> he backed up last week's breakout performance with a solid 5 for 62 and a touch. Even Byron Jones couldn't shut his ass down. Wow. The third round receiver has no has left no question about who the number one in Washington is.
1: Nice, I missed out on him on my on my fab budget, but uh, nice.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's great, man. He's good. He's if he gets uh, if he was on a good offense, well, I could only imagine what he would do. Chris Thompson proved he has some PPR flex value this week, putting up five catches for forty eight yards. Kind of the, always been the story with him. Okay. And then uh, Dak had another great game, and you have to give credit to Kellen Moore. The kid has come in and been an immediate success calling plays. Maybe the Cardinals should have hired him instead of Cliff Kingsbury. Ooh! Ooh. Ooh. Losers in the game. Michael Gallup was well on his way to the winner's column until he banged up his knee. He caught six for 68 before the injury. But now with the news of him missing up to about four weeks, it is... Uh, not looking good for Mr. Gallup. Is that a
1: hold and wait? Or are you uh you dropping him and picking somebody up?
0: Thank heaven for Devin, baby. Devin Smith, pick him up.
1: Yep. He is on he is on one of my number one picks uh, uh pickups this week. So I'm gonna go to a game that we're not even really gonna talk about. Because we shouldn't even talk about because Uh-oh. we don't even have to talk about this one. Oh. Patriots Dolphins.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: Do you, now you know what I'm talking
0: about? Let's hear what you what you came All up right. with. All right, this is this what one.
1: I came up with. Uh, Don't even want to talk about this game. That was a quote. That that's I put, what you that's put. That's what I put down. So uh, they fed Sony Michelle the ball. Twenty one carries, eighty one yards, one touchdown. And
0: he was on your bench, huh? Uh,
1: no, I played him in one league. Oh, in okay. one of my leagues, I played him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully that gets him back on track because the week last week with Pittsburgh he just didn't look that good so uh, i'm 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 happy that they did that the rest of the game was just trying to establish a connection between antonio brown and tom brady i think was all they did i think he dropped a, a td in the in the end zone so he should have had two he had four catches for 56 yards and a touchdown um so i think that that's they really wanted to see what they had in a weapon in antonio brown and they just kept feeding him the ball nobody else had a a, a game or any receptions to to speak about? Edelman didn't really do anything. Josh Gordon didn't really do much.
0: Um, yeah, all week I kept going back and forth, you know, wrestling with DK Metcalf in my flex or Antonio Brown. And interestingly enough, they both put up thirteen points, so it well, doesn't matter which one I went with. But I fantastic. but I did go with AB just in case. Um, this is the only week I'm able to get, get anything to out of him. Well, yeah, I,
1: I did. The, I did the same thing. Uh, And uh, as far as the Dolphins go, I just wrote down, Dolphins suck. Uh, <laughs> Fitzpatrick had two pick sixes with three interceptions total. And then Rosen came in, and he also had an interception. Yeah, so, he wanted
0: to get in on the fun.
1: So I played, I actually picked up the uh, New England defense <laughs> in my FAB budget. Oh, yeah. And they put up like 49 points for me or something ridiculous like 38
0: that. 38 and then 47 in our league. Is that what it was? Because, <laughs> yeah, because we have the... Wonky defense scoring, but they yeah, put up it was 38, yeah, thirty seven point six points. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. In my league, And so, and then they have the Jets this week, so I'm pretty stoked on that. Right. Uh, so I, I I have everybody on the, the Dolphins. Preston Williams came out, had an okay game, had a touchdown. Oh no, he had a couple catches. And cool. So he yeah, d- couldn't have, have had a touchdown. I <laughs> didn't have a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, had a couple catches. He he looked the best. The only player, if you need to or have to own a player there, he's the only guy that I would own. Uh.
0: Yeah, Belage had a terrible drop that went for an interception. It's just, just it popped it's right sad. out of his It's hands just sad.
1: Right. I'm I'm hoping that all the Dolphins players are buying into this and wanting to win for next year, and not going out there and just putting their bodies on the line, and hopefully and not getting injured.
0: Well, they're saying that they might trade Kenyon Drake. What if he goes to the Bucks or the Texans? How would that change things up? Wow. Uh, Let's move on to... Let's move on, please. We were talking DK Metcalf. Let's talk Seahawks-Steelers. Metcalf continues to make a name for himself, catching three balls for 61 yards and a score against Pittsburgh. No doubt he's the number two right now, but he could end up finishing the season as Russell Wilson's go-to number one. Nice. Uh, Lockett had like 10 catches for 79 yards or something like that, right? So he... Uh, is the number one right now, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, hey, over... hey, hey, hey. Well, I was concerned about uh, <laughs> Wilson's passing volume, but he threw the ball over up uh, thirty times for over three hundred yards. So he's uh, looks like we don't have any reason to be concerned there. Rashad Penny had a nice little breakout game, toting the rock ten times for sixty-two yards and a score, and adding a three-yard reception. Those who took Chris Carson in the second or third round might be sweating a little bit right now. All this work for Penny came after Carson lost a fumble. There's a chance that this mistake may have opened the door for Penny to earn himself a bigger role. I hope not. I hope not. (laughs) Losers is pretty obvious. Big Ben is out for the rest of the season. Depending on how Mason Rudolph plays, this may be a huge negative for Juju and the rest of the crew. Crew. We'll have to see what's up with Connor's knee, but if he's out, Jalen Samuels should absolutely be a top waiver-wire priority. And
1: Washington. Didn't Washington And James play?
0: Washington, yeah, played... An, uh, At Oklahoma State with Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. And so... There may be a connection. And he did play uh, after... I saw a tweet about it, so I don't remember the exact numbers. I should have written it down. But after Moncrief had another horrendous drop, he kind of got benched. And between the rest of the receivers, Washington had 33 snaps. and, and And I think Deontay Johnson had 26 or something like that. So it was the both of them. Um, getting snaps, but Washington had more. So it is something to keep an eye on. I went to go look him look, uh, look into picking him up today, and he was at the very bottom of the list of receivers. Like there's so many receivers projected to score more points than Washington out there right now. It does kind of seem kind of crazy to go pick him up, but it could be very, very. It could be one of those moves that makes you look like a genius, right? Because of the chemistry he has with Rudolph, all right. Uh, and then, yeah, Dante Moncrief, I already touched on that. Uh, well, he one, was not a, only he's a they, loser again to this one. Not week. only
1: do they play in college together, but they're, I'm sure they were on the B team when they were practicing. It was probably them yeah, practicing absolutely. together, so they probably have the double connection going on. Mm-hmm. So I'd be looking to him before Juju, you know, if, yeah, he just might, to get my confidence Yeah, in.
0: Washington might be the number one down the stretch here. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll, I mean, we'll have to see. The thing is, I'm picking him up now. Oh well, yeah, I was gonna go pick him <laughs> up, but then what if Rudolph <laughs> plays poorly? Well, then you don't want his number one receiver. That's so, true. Damn it, John. Yeah, so that's why. I mean, when you talk sense. <laughs> uh, one thing I wasn't making sense on last week was uh, being patient with Dante Moncrief. He he uh, he stunk it up again. So now I'm saying cut his ass. I cut him for DK Metcalf, and I'm not ever looking back. Go,
1: John. Go. All righty, let's look at the Texans and the Jags. Uh, really disappointing game by the Texans. Um, I'm not gonna say there are any fallers in in them. I just because I'm, I'm not I'm not downplaying Deshaun Watson or Nook. I'm not gonna take them off my team. I'm not gonna not start them.
0: The offensive line just couldn't get it done.
1: They couldn't get it, but he just looked horrible. He wasn't in sync. He couldn't make throw. He wasn't making the throws he should have made. They were dropping. Um, you get them
0: too. Yeah. Do, yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, so I'm just...
1: Okay. That's fine. Well, we can both do it. Yeah. Uh, so, Deshaun, I was 16 for 29. Um, no touchdowns. He had a rushing
0: touchdown. Yeah, at least he had the rushing touchdown to salvage his fantasy day.
1: Yeah, even with all the injuries to the Jags defense, I think he looked pretty – They he was bad. I think the only riser on the team, I think, was Carlos Hyde. He ran 20 for
0: uh, 90 yards. Um, yeah, remember, I was making fun of – to you, <laughs> I was saying, I was making fun of that guy in our league has uh, – was ha- has Carlos Hyde instead of a kicker. He has no kicker on his roster. And then, he and he, and then I was, But then Hyde actually played pretty well. He well, so. showed up yeah, so and played. Maybe maybe he does have more value than a kicker. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, For the Jags, Mr. Minshew, huh? How about him? Eh. Uh, no?
1: Yeah.
0: Wh- well. I mean, you know, I'm not saying he's going to develop into an elite passer, but okay. he's at the very least shown that he could have a very long, successful career as a backup. Plus, how can you not love that stash?
1: He looks like a, uh, a pornographer. Looks like someone in a porn film, especially with getting off the. Did you see his the picture of him getting off the, the plane with
0: the chain? Yeah, I and did. That's that pretty pretty incredible. I think it was cool. Pretty funny, but yeah. I think he, uh, I think Antonio Brown needs to reach out to him for mustache advice.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. I looks like DJ Chark yep. is the uh, number one now. DJ in Chica, 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 Chark uh, in. Uh, the, for the Jags right now, right. Uh, nine targets, seven catches, fifty-five yards and a touchdown. Uh, D.D. Seem to matter D-D- who Westbrook the is, is the faller right. for me in this one now. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have the same connection as with Foles. Five targets, one catch for three yards. Uh, I think he's droppable at this point. Until, yep. You know, and maybe pick him up when Foles gets back. But at this point, Shark is the guy to own. Conley also had four catches for seventy-three yards, so uh, he could get some PPR numbers for you if you want. If you need somebody or like a low end number 3 if you just needy in a, a big 12 team league or something like that you can get grab him too.
0: Yeah, maybe cut Westbrook for uh, James Washington. There you go. Take that flyer. Take that. So, does this mean that neither of us did the Chiefs game? I did not do the Chiefs. <laughs> right, that we were supposed to trade these two. That's it was, why. Was I did that the what the it Texas? was? Yeah. Oh shoot. So, there's that. Let's move on to the Saints <laughs> and Ra- at Rams. That's all my fault. <laughs> no, no worries. We're uh we're probably running out of time We're anyway. professional. We could do this. <laughs> Saints at Rams. Ah, sorry. Uh, Rams running game seems to have found something in the Gurley. Uh, Malcolm Brown won two punch. Gurley had a nice bounce back from last week, putting up 16 carries for 63 yards and a touch. But Brown played well, too, with his six carries for 37 yards. By the end of the year, I can see this thing being a 50-50 split. Okay. Um, I when I picked up Brown over the week, I was it was with the thought that he's basically in the C.J. Anderson role right now. Uh, down the year, down the stretch last year, that was a very fantasy relevant role. So, I, I, he didn't live up to that hype today. But I do believe, um, by like I said, by the end of the year, he will be full blown C.J. Anderson. Killer. Cooper, Cooper Cup is a big winner coming back from that ACL tear and playing so well. This week he put up five catches for 120 yards as he continues to be Goff's go-to go-to guy.
1: Yeah, I wish I got more stock in him this year. <laughs> I messed up on that. I was talking him up all year, and then I listened to listened to my boys, Dr. Jesse Morrison and Nick Ercolano, Come and they telling doc. me they weren't going to be ready till week four, but uh, he definitely proved all of us wrong. I bought into it. I drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, Spit it out. I was like, you know, well, I've, sh- I've got to believe my docs, you know what I mean? And
0: uh, <laughs> I did,
1: and I, I, I regret it. I should have picked him up later in the draft, but those people who did were very smart, and he's paying dividends for them, so nice job.
0: And that's why I never go to the doctor. Ouch. Per- Losers for this one. Pretty much every Saint other than Michael Thomas could be considered a loser here today. Bridgewater and both the running backs disappointed and it's fair to wonder now for the six weeks breeze is gone how this offense is going to look. I'm scared.
1: I'm scared for anybody. Shaking in my boots. Yeah. Invested into this offense for sure.
0: For the Rams, Robert Woods had a disappointing game, but sometimes that's how it goes in this offense. Can't have all three having huge games every week. Yeah. Seems like most weeks, Brandon Cooks is the odd man out between the three because he's such a boomer bust deep ball specialist. But this week it was Woods that got the short end of the stick.
1: That's uh, we thought. We, I thought it was going to be able. Last year it was like, all three of them were in the top fifteen or something like that. And it looks like this week it's this year it's going to be every other week. Cooper Cup's going to be in there. It looks like almost uh, the way it's going, It's trending. And then one of the other two is then going to be in there. Right, right. So uh, let's look at the uh, Bears and the Broncos. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. That's what I got. (laughs) Uh, Losers on the Bears' side of the ball, Trubisky. He continues to struggle with his accuracy, um, as is evident with his uh, 16 for 27 for 120 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, You were saying it. We were reading it. He was just struggling with all that stuff in his mechanics and whatnot in training camp. It still continues to this day. Um, I think that that goes to then Allen Robinson and all the wide receivers then are are trending down for me in this offense. He got seven targets, four catches for 41 yards, um, and that was the best uh, of everybody uh, as far as they go. And then in this one, I've got to say, Trending downward, or the fallers in this, or the officials, oh. uh, the roughing the passer call at with twenty eight seconds left in the game. Um, Bradley Chubb was disgusting. It was revolting. It it uh, it's a <coughs> contact it's a contact sport, folks. So he hit the he hit him as he was throwing the ball. I don't understand where there was a roughing the passer. I don't see where there was roughing the passer.
0: Well, it makes me. What boils my blood about it is that there's plenty of other hits around the league of quarterbacks getting smoked way harder than that, and no, no calls. And later, and, and later
1: on with the motion, he still had the ball in his hand. It still is not roughing the passer if he's got the ball in his hand. I'm yeah, sorry. You're going after the ball, you, so it's that's the whole thing. It was disgusting. Uh, they came back and won this game. Uh, the Bears did. Uh, they shouldn't have. Um,
0: Eddie Pinero though, huh? Eddie Money.
1: Eddie Money now. Uh,
0: now that Eddie Money died. Rest in peace.
1: Yes. RIP. We got the new one. Uh, <laughs> Montgomery all, is a riser for me, though. Um, kind of came back to life. Posting an 18, 18 Eddie for Eddie Money 62. came back to life? Eddie Montgomery, that's right. <laughs> uh, David Montgomery with his 18, 18 for 62 and a touchdown. He had one catch for six yards. Uh, hopefully that got him is getting him back on track. And then Emmanuel Sanders. I actually was one of my benches this this week, uh, unfortunately, because he went off on their defense.
0: It's crazy, yeah. No one would have ever thought really to play him.
1: Well, the problem is, is that they're saying that Bryce Callahan was their cornerback for the Chicago defense, and he followed Fangio to Denver, so he now plays for the uh, Broncos. He was their corner, uh, the cornerback that handled slot receivers and now there's nobody there that can do it. So they're going to struggle all year with slot receivers. So remember Uh. that from here going out, if you have a talented slot receiver going up against the Chicago defense, that might be the only play that you have going in against this this Chicago defense. So Sanders established himself again as the number one, I think. Uh, He's only 77% owned in Yahoo leagues right now. So if uh, he's available in your league, go get him. It's he's a good. no-brainer. Uh, I've got him in two he's leagues. Still good. I touted him as they're going to be that was going to be their number one. And guess what? As far as into two weeks,
0: he is. I like that you put Dick Fangio. <laughs> I don't know if that was just a brain fart or what, but I like the, the sound of that. The way it rolls off. Dick the top. Fangio, <laughs> new Broncos head coach, Dick Fangio. But uh, uh, is that the last one before, uh, other than the Chiefs-Raiders? No. No. We got the Philly and the Atlanta game. Sunday night football. Sunday
1: night football. Okay. We kind of touched okay. on it a little bit but when we were talking about the uh, injuries and whatnot. But, right, yeah. But uh, Philly got decimated in this game. They got their butts kicked, but not kicked. Uh, <laughs> as far as injuries go, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun, Je- Deshaun Jackson, Dallas Goddard, even Carson Wentz went out at one point. Uh, at one point, center Jason Kelsey walked to the other side of the field. Walked <laughs> to the wrong bench. He walked bench. to the wrong bench. That's I've how disoriented he was. I've done that before. Huh? I've done that before. What? <laughs> uh, so he even left, um, who else left the game? Jason Peters, uh, their left tackle got knocked out at yeah. one time. So uh, Dillard
0: had to go in there, first round pick, Dillard.
1: Um, so it was, uh, it was, they definitely were injured, and it was a contact sport last night in that game, um... But uh, Atlanta came out on top just barely. Yeah, I thought they were going to come back and win it. I was playing against Wentz in the league, and I had Julio Jones, and Wentz kept coming back and taking over in my league for me when he had the touchdown, and then he went in himself for the two-point conversion. I was stoked when he got injured and went out because I was up by one of a point. And then he came back and scored in one and then I was sitting there watching the game, and on that fourth was talking to a friend at work, and I said, "You know, I need that guy number eleven right there to catch the ball right here and run it for a touchdown." And guess what? He threw it to him, and he, and he went up <laughs> and he ran it for a touchdown on fourth down. He and and the I was screen. like, "Holy crap!" It was the the greatest thing uh, uh, ever. I think Nelson Algalore is going to be a riser if Deshaun Jackson is out, um, and and Alshon Jeffries. And guess what? This might be the time for Jaws. This might be the J.J. Arcega-Whiteside opening that you need. <laughs> Uh, if those guys aren't playing, and they uh they're gonna bring him up, yep, this might be a sneaky pickup for you, as long with the James Washington thing. So keep an eye on J.J. Arcega Whiteside. Keep an eye on those, uh, those injuries. Um, that might be the pickup of the week. He only had one target, I think it was. Um, none of these backs or none none of them, the the running backs could find any running room in this game. Uh, Sanders and Howard had almost a fifty fifty split. Uh, Julio and Rid- Ridley both went. For, both had 10 targets.
0: Uh, Calvin Ridley had a great game, like
1: Julio went one oh six, two two touchdowns. Ridley went 105, one touchdown. Uh, and they both had 10 targets, almost identical, just the two targets. Yeah, baby. Uh, I think if Philly stays healthy in this game, though, they probably would have won this game is, is, is my take on this. But uh, they didn't, and guess what?
0: They didn't. I was really surprised that... Uh, how low scoring the game was, how well the two defenses played. I definitely thought this would be more of a shootout, but we still got decent fantasy output from Matt Ryan, Jones, and Ridley.
1: Yeah, Chiefs game, uh, I thought it was going to be, we thought it was going to be Nicole Hardman stepping up, uh, and it was Robinson instead, although Nicole Hardman did have a, 75 yard touchdown called back, so that would have given him two touchdowns for 150 yards. So then, that yeah, would, they
0: both would have had, they would yeah. both would
1: have balled out on huge. So I wouldn't say it, neither of them had a good game. He was still serviceable um, in this game.
0: Well, Robinson had a huge game,
1: he had a huge game, but I mean, they would, I still got great points. I got 15 points from Nicole Hardman. I put him in, unfortunately, instead of, uh, instead of, um, Emmanuel Sanders who had like 22 points at by the end of the game. So hmm. um but they both were serviceable for me. Uh I would I was okay with my 15 points. That's fine with that. Uh Tyrell Williams still had a really good game. Um five catches, 46 yards and a touchdown. Um Waller was serviceable in this game.
0: Yes as sir. Well. Yeah, Mahomes and the uh, Chiefs came out flying in the first half, especially in that second quarter. They got up 28-10, to 10, and the Raiders just looked clueless. Carr threw some terrible interceptions, but then it seemed like the Chiefs really couldn't pull away with it in the second half. It was just kind of uh, stalling out. It seemed to me like Mahomes was just throwing deep balls uh, the whole time. He had 313 yards at halftime and finished with 443 yards. Completing 30 or 44 passes with four touchdowns, Mahomes did. Incredible. So, but you can see how three fourths of his production came in the first half. Yeah.
1: Kind of like an Aaron Rodgers.
0: McCoy and Damian Williams were getting shut down in the run game for the Chiefs. Uh, McCoy looked a lot better than Williams last week, but this week they both looked bad getting stuffed. Williams, though, did catch a couple balls, and he almost caught a wheel route for a touchdown. It was slightly overthrown by Mahomes. So... Again, I was hoping to have him catch that touchdown, have one more good game out of Williams, and then trade him off. But now with the ankle or the knee injury for him, it's going to be a tricky situation for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Carr definitely came back down to earth this one, playing terribly. Uh, Josh Jacobs still played well, uh, 12 carries for 99 yards, but he had 10 carries for 99 yards. That 11th and 12th carry both were for zero yards, so he still didn't get his uh, 100-yard rushing game. That's a bummer for him. But, you know, 10 yards, 9.9 yards of carry initially. That's, that's, he definitely was getting, the, rookie, getting the job done. Right, right. But I think that's about it for the game that we uh, didn't cover. <laughs> that's the best we, best not we can muster ever. <laughs> um, so, uh, best of luck, everyone, in your leagues. That, that is our winners and losers. Hopefully you've so already won your,
1: your week 2 and you don't need tonight, but if you do, good luck with tonight.
0: Right. Yeah, I've already won in both of my leagues. Uh, I think Humble I'm pulling brag.
1: out my defense. I've got Cleveland's defense. I'm only leading by 4 points. So I'm going to sit them just in case they don't get negative points for me. Oh wow. Uh so that way I actually win the win the game.
0: That's a smart that's an unorthodox move there. Smart one though.
1: It's called chess. We play chess. I want to win and I'm playing to win. I don't need the points. I don't care. The, the points that they get me, because uh, God only knows they could implode and uh, get me negative points this week, and with my luck, that that's what happened. So.
0: Well, thank you to all the listeners. Thank you for everyone uh, following us through the season. You know, during the off-season, there's a lot more time to listen to podcasts. There's not as many podcasts out there even doing off-season shows, so you get a little more desperate. Maybe that's how you stumbled upon this bad boy. But I want to thank you all for sticking with us heading into the regular season. Uh, definitely want to keep sticking around as the, as the season rages on. We're going to just keep getting better and better. Uh, thank you all. Share, share this with your friends and uh, follow us on Twitter, at VOAB Sports. Fritz is uh, Fritz
1: underscore T-F-F-A
0: on Twitter and I'm at OG Willikers on Twitter. Email us any of your fancy questions at uh, BOABsports at Yahoo.com We'll gladly answer it ASAP. Alright, anything else you want to get out there, Fritz? I
1: think that's going to do it, man. Good luck in week two.
0: Thanks, y'all. Love y'all. See you next week. See ya!